What happens when you give students the freedom to explore emergent technology and discover career interests and passions? Tune in to find out. Welcome to Innovation Ignited, a podcast where we share the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. I'm Rachel Monero, Instructional Technology Specialist at RCS and host of this podcast. Hey listeners, you're in for a real treat today. I'm joined by sixth graders from West Middle School and Van Hoosen Middle School. These students are going to tell us about a recent learning experience. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and share what is your favorite website or tech tool to create with. I'm Lucas, and my favorite tech tool is probably a computer so I can record stuff. Um, I'm Greta, and my favorite tech tool on the computer, like website, is um, Pixlr because like it helps me like organize photos and like like to make cool images and stuff. I'm Morgan, and my favorite website is probably Minecraft. <laughs> well, my name is Marco, and I really like using Pixlr. It's a really fun version of Photoshop that's free and easy to use. I like, um, I like using it to kind of create funny images to show my friends. My name is Hassani, and I like to use Hour of Code. It's a coding website where you can make all these cool games, and you can program things. And I really like to use the Angry Birds version because I love Angry Birds. These are some pretty great tools. I've never used Pixlr, so Greta and Marco, I might just have to check that out. Hassani, you're right. Hour of Code is so much fun. I'm glad to hear you all like tools where you can create and problem solve. You and your classmates got to explore emergent technology and innovation at our Ignite Lab, a STEM and career awareness experience where innovation is ignited through creativity and exploration. Can you walk us through this experience? Where was it and what was it like? So it was in the media center and we got to do a lot of cool stuff like fly a drone, which I never thought I could do inside a building, but my parents wouldn't let me. And um, my favorite part was actually, like, the little bits, like, they're, I think they're called little bits, and, like, they're basically little magnets that um, you, like, connect to a battery, and it, like, can make different things work, like a temperature, like, to test the temperature in the room, or, like, a fan, or, like, a car or something, and that was, like, my favorite thing. Yeah, there was, like, a lot of things we did. Um, my favorite one was probably the cars to just, like, like trial and error. You know, you kind of try it and see what you did, and then you fix whatever you did to have it. Yeah, and there was also, like, the virtual reality oh, yeah, thing. Cool. Yeah, the cube. Really, yeah, that was pretty cool. Can you explain to me what you did with this virtual reality? Um... We so there was this cube and it's called a merge cube. Okay, a merge cube mm-hmm. and there was iPads. So you have this app and then you like basically scan the merge cube and it like you can turn it into different things. So like one of them was like, like a box with like a t- potato inside or something. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to like experiment with it online. My favorite one was probably the uh uh, dissecting the frog because I got to see yeah. like all the different things on it and it's pretty cool. You got to virtually dissect a frog? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I think it'd be like all slimy and I'd have to be all gross if <laughs> I did it in real life. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's fun to do that. Were you able to zoom in and see different parts of the, the frog? Yes. Yeah, like we could see its like spine or how it moves, its young. Cool. cool. Morgan, did you have a favorite um, from the virtual reality? I liked on Mr. James, like there was the um, solar system one. Uh, and I liked how you could like see the whole thing and then you like, could like, pick a planet. Um, and then learn about that. Yeah, you got to look at the planet. So not only were you able to look at these things in virtual reality, it sounds like you were able to find information and learn more about it. Marco and Hassani, how about you? What was it like learning with the Merge Cube? There was a ocean one where where when you turn the cube, it would like show what happens in the future of environmental global warming. I did this uh, bug breeding thing where there's, the cube has like little symbols on them, so it's like a scanning thing, and you show it, and the iPad like scans it, and then it shows like all these bugs, and you tap two bugs, and then they um, create a new cooler one, and it was really cool. My, me and my friend were like obsessing over it. We were on it the whole time. Can you tell us a bit more about this experience at Van Hoosen? Well, this experience took place in the media center, and I honestly thought it was really fun to, like, fly drones and put together circuits. I totally agree with you, Marco. This experience has been so fun. We got to explore so many different kinds of technology, and it made us all really excited about today's world and the future. Can you talk a little bit more about the learning environment? Were students excited to learn this new technology? I think they were because we got our break from like looking at the smart board and watching the teacher learn where we could do hands-on activities with like flying the drones and stuff like that. I think it was awesome and the kids were like so excited. I saw them like lit up and they were so excited to do all these things and me too. I was excited. What were some of the other stations that were there? Um, so there was also this... Um, there are also drones, which are so cool. I loved seeing them fly up in the air, and I almost crashed one, but luckily it didn't crash. But um, I just loved seeing them fly, and we could take pictures. There were, like, pictures of deforestation taped to the ground, and we got to take pictures of it. And, you know, I think drones, like, you know, will really help in this world. Lucas, do you want to share more about the experience with their drones? So we got to fly them, and you can fly them over different uh, kind of scenes. Yeah, yeah, scenes. And if you took a picture, it was kind of like a challenge because they like drive or like blow it away. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of hard, but I got a few. So yeah, was this your first time ever flying a drone? No, I have a drone at my house, and it's really big, and it has a pretty good camera, and you can like drive it around your neighborhood if you want. But this was your first time ever flying one inside? Yeah. Yeah. And then let's talk a little bit more about these little bits. Oh, so, like, basically they're little, um, there's, like, different colors, and it means different things. So, like, you start with a battery and, like, the connector to go to the battery, and then it connects to, um, I can't remember the colors, but it connects to a certain color. I think it's green or blue. <laughs> blue. It connects to blue, and then it goes to green and then pink and then orange ones you can add on to. And you can um, connect different things that, like, I think you can connect a fan or, like, um, car parts, and it will, like, make it go. And you can, like, make stuff happen with it, and it's pretty cool. 
So with these little bits, you guys are experiencing with smart manufacturing. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I heard, Morgan, you talked a little bit about this cars, these autonomous cars. Can you explain to us what you did there at that station? So there were these, like, pre-built cars with, like, a Lego top. You could build whatever you wanted on there. And then on the, I mean, on the iPads, there was, like, a programming thing. And you could, like, drag the blocks into place and then decide if you want it to, like, go forward 10 inches, 2 inches, um, what speed you want it at, um, and then you could just really experiment. Like code it? Yeah. Yeah. Me and my friends made one that was like spinning forever and we made it kind of like dance, I guess. (laughs) So it sounds like you were able to use the iPad to code it, as you mentioned, and then did you put the car down on the ground and it drove by itself? Yeah, but you had to like press a button in order to make it go. And mine, it would. I don't know why, but it kept like walking. It was. It wasn't going straight. It just turn, kept turn, turn. Kept turning a little bit. Yeah. Really cool. Marco or Hassani, do you want to add anything else about the robots? Yeah, you could. It's you could do this scratch type thing. Scratch is a program where you can program games, where you you had a set of commands and you could run it and see if it worked on the Edison robot. You just plugged it in, uploaded the information, hit the start button, and it could see your little robot come to life. It's kind of like coding, and um, there's a lot of list of commands, and we made our robot, you know, turn around, go forward, and it's really cool to see the masterpiece you've done. You feel more accomplished. That's great. I love hearing about all this excitement and joy that you guys have had from this specific experience. And that's really the whole point of the Ignite Lab. It's that our students can experience these different types of technology and really enjoy them. Do you have any special interest in STEM? Yeah, I like coding stuff because you can make your robot do different stuff. Or like, let's say you wanted to make a goalie robot or something that would make you coffee or something. You could code the robot from uh, a computer or a phone or any device, really. Do you get a lot of opportunities to do coding inside your classes? Yeah, I take STEM, so I have uh, experience coding. Awesome. Um, I, you, I wasn't really into STEM before this, but like now since I see what I can do with like all the things like I can use, it's kind of more fun for me, and I te- I've taken like more interest in it. That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, I've always kind of liked tinkering with stuff. Um, kind of like engineering, but not really on a high level. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I kind of like, um, I remember we used to get these tinker crates. I would always do those, and they were really fun. Uh, I really like doing, like, chemistry. Chemistry is a really, really fun thing to do, where you can see if you can create something new, something that, something that never is something that no one has ever created before. Um, I take a STEM class, and the semester is ending, and I'm really sad that it's ending because I really love my teacher. But in STEM, we just finished our EV3 robots, and we got to program them, and that was my favorite unit um, because we were going through a lot of challenges. So there's a lot of challenges we had to complete, And me and my partner, I think we did a good job programming the robot. It was so fun to see it go all around. Sounds like each of you may have had some experience with STEM or may have sparked some new interests for you. And that's really the purpose of these experiences. 
What surprised you the most about this learning experience? Probably the merge cube, because I never thought I'd like see this stuff in real life. But then you hold it up to that cube and you just really experience it. Um, I don't really know. Like the fact that we can fly drones inside and like really those were the actually so I've actually used a few different kinds of drones before. Um, because we've had some drones at our house. But this is like the one that we can actually I've never like been able to control it this well before so that we can use it inside. Yeah. Um, I I thought it was like cool how um we could like do all these things that we didn't really realize were STEM and it was like really fun. Like no one was really bored or anything. It was yeah. just fun. So how does that differ than maybe like a typical normal class? You mentioned that like no one was bored and there was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, so in like a typical normal class, you might do a worksheet that takes forever to do. And in the night lab, you want more time to do everything. Yeah, and you like get it's more hands on. Like when since COVID, we've not been able to like touch things and like do it. Yeah. Especially in like science, we have to just watch. But like this was more hands on and it was really fun. Yeah. It's kind of like when you wake up and you're really tired and then something exciting happens and then you're just like really energetic. Yeah. It was kind of like, like, again, no one was bored. And then like in a normal class, if we were just like watching videos of these people doing these things, we'd all just be probably sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like that ability to really have that hands-on learning and experience these different types of emergent technology mm-hmm. and be able to kind of, as, as you mentioned earlier, tinker and experiment, do yeah. some trial and error. Yeah. Like it was okay if the drone ran into another drone, right? Yeah. It was some, for some people, it was their first time ever being drone pilots and, mm-hmm. and experimenting with that. Yeah. Or the first time ever building with little bits and connecting them. Or for some people, the first time ever using um, Ed Scratch to code yeah. your autonomous yeah. robot. How about you, Marco and Hassani? What surprised you most about this learning experience? Um, I honestly think that it's the fact that it got to happen. It's just so cool that adults like work together to have this actually happen for kids that probably don't have STEM this semester, but we'll get it next semester. And give them a little taste of what it'll be like. I'm surprised that this would be our future because it's like so cool. This whole technology that the older generations never had and I'm just really glad that adults today are creating a better future for kids. What would you like to tell other teachers about using hands-on learning experiences in their classrooms? It just gets you really engaged. Like you're you're really excited to be in that class. And it's not like, oh, I have science next. It's like, yes, yeah. I have science. Like, yes. And it's yeah. also like, I feel like you'll have, like, better memory because you actually have fun with it. Like, yeah. I remember everything about the Ignite Lab because I was I was having fun. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember my spelling tests. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like, boring. Like she said, it's, uh, it's very memorable because it's really fun. And... Yeah you actually got to touch the stuff instead of watching. Mm -hmm. So based on what you're saying, it sparked your interest. It was connected to something you were passionate about learning, and it really captured your attention, so you didn't want to forget what you were learning about. And there was that connection of joy. Mm -hmm. Um, So what you've learned with joy, you're never going to forget.
Marco and Hassani, what do you want to tell teachers about integrating immersion tech into their classrooms? I think they should totally do it. It's It gives students a, a better edge of how to learn instead of on a computer. You can do it hands-on and really get in there. I agree with you, Marco. Marco, I would totally use, I would totally recommend teachers use this kind of technology because this is our future and we want kids to learn about it and get inspired by it because it's a great, it's a lot of great stuff. What is one word you would use to summarize this experience and why? Fun. Because if you have a lot of fun, you can uh, maybe remember some of the stuff in like high school and yeah, having a lot of fun, you might remember this and use it to help you in your future. Um, I would say like just like an awesome experience because you just like it's something you don't get to do every day and it's like really exciting. So yeah, that's why. I would describe it as really engaging, probably because the same reason Lucas said, like if you get engaged in an activity, you're most likely gonna remember it and then use it in your future and you're most likely probably gonna do better with like the classes where you have an engaging experience. Yeah. Amazing, because there are so many fun factors about this, like circuits, you got to use your brain to see how this would work, and the drones, you had to use hand-eye coordination to get them to fly in the best direction. Breathtaking. Like, it was so cool seeing all this new technology that I never got to experience when I was younger, and I'm just glad that this will always be in my life. I have chills just listening to the impact it's had on you. Is there anything else you'd like to share? Um, I don't know. Drones are my favorite part. And then one time, uh, y'all thought my drone wanted to kill Mo because it had red eyes and it turned out the battery was <laughs> low. But everyone was like, watch out for that drone. People. <laughs> um, I don't really know. I just had a lot of fun, especially mm-hmm. like just creating, like doing it all on my own, kind of just hands-on was like really fun. You mentioned that idea of doing it on your own. Yeah. Um, did someone like say step-by-step step what you had to do or is it more of just... Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do it and try. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for some people that it was their first time, were you guys able to help one another? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I've done little bits before. Um, my friend was a little bit confused and then I just like got the base started and then he just got like a big thing. (laughs) (laughs) So not only were you able to be learners but it sounds like you were able to be teachers with some of your classmates as well. Yeah and then when I was flying drones like my friend like didn't get it because she didn't know which way was front so she didn't know why it wasn't going backwards. It was going forwards because it wasn't facing the right way. She's like backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah and so I was able to help her with that and she kind of like figured it out. Well, thank you so much for sharing about this experience. Um, And I love how you really captured what the learning was like. You talked about this tinkering. You talked about helping one another, collaboration, having fun, exploring, trying something new. And we hope that we can continue to create more opportunities like this for students to see the ways that science, technology, engineering, and mathematics are all connected and really leverage some of this emergent and new technology to help spark innovation and kind of drive maybe future careers for all of you. So thank you so much. 
This learning experience was a collaborative project. I'd like to thank our sixth grade science teachers at West, Becky Campbell, Matt Catalano, and April Hartzing, and our sixth grade science teachers at Van Hoosen, Donnelly Norris and Stacy Smiler, and our amazing parent volunteers who help support and monitor the different stations, as well as our information literacy specialists, Kara Fouts and Lisa Mealy. Your collaboration, willingness to try something new with your learners, and excitement to learn along with them had a profound impact on these students. I'd also like to thank the Oakland School STEM consultants who loaned us all of the emergent technology from their STEM Co., which is a collection of technology tools and equipment Oakland County educators can check out and use with their students. If you are interested in creating hands-on learning and STEM integration with your students, be sure to reach out. You heard it here from these students. This type of learning is fun, exciting, engaging, and really cool. We hope you will join us for our next episode where we continue to explore the ways instructional technology sparks collaborative, creative, and empowered deep learning at Rochester Community Schools. You can listen to Innovation Ignited at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.